one of the things that I love most about the church's liturgical calendar. The way that the liturgical calendar is how we plan our lives together as a church, whether it's worship or what we study uh, in Sunday school or, or Bible study or the festivals or the colors on the walls or our vestments. As I, I love the crescendo that builds from just after Christmas as we make our way towards the transfiguration. Today is the fifth Sunday after Epiphany. For those of you uh, that, that didn't know, this is the fifth Sunday after the Incarnation, after Christmas, after sweet baby Jesus with his golden fleece diapers made his way into the world and was, was revealed to the Magi, the wise men. And that story often gets lost after Christmas Eve because in the week between Christmas and, and, and when the Magi arrive, Epiphany, often New Year's arrives in the middle there. And we find ourselves in the middle of a great crescendo, continuing the revelation that was made to the Magi. And because God is the one making this revelation, we can take a moment now, during the week, or, 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 or next month, and know that the one who was, was laid in the manger, the one that called, is the one who called the disciples away from their nets, away from their vocations, away from their families, and is the one who declared that the kingdom of God is present here and now, that that God is the God who casts light into the dark corners of our world. There was a light in the sky. It was a star. And it led the magi, the wise men from the east, to the manger. The Gospel of John opens with light that casts out the darkness. John writes, the light shines in the darkness. And the darkness could not overcome it. The, the continuing crescendo reveals that what happened in the manger in Bethlehem was not a one-off event. Instead, through Mary's womb, God's grand entrance into the world is the light that has forever changed the world. And this revelation, friends, is being revealed step by step as we move through Matthew's gospel. As we move towards the height of the Christian, I'm sure Dr. Brian could tell us the correct terminology for, to continue this metaphor. But the height of this crescendo is going to be the transfiguration when the fullness of Jesus Christ's glory is revealed to the disciples and thus to all of creation. Christ tells his disciples that they are the light of the world and no one, after, receiving, after lighting a lamp, puts it under a bushel basket but instead puts it on the lampstand and gives light to the whole house. You remember the song as a kid, hide it under a bushel no, I'm going to let it. There we go. He tells his disciples that they bear something inside themselves, something that they may be unaware is present, but what they have inside of them is transforming the world. Because Jesus is the light of the nations and the disciples are following him, the light he bears is also theirs. And the world will know this light because of what the disciples then and now do. 
This light will make its way into the darkest corners of the world through the ways in which the disciples, then and now, respond to Jesus' call to follow him, setting aside their, their personal ego, expectations, and desires. The light of Jesus Christ will make its way into the darkest corners of the world through the ways the disciples then and now respond to Christ's grand reversal of the way we view blessings, the Beatitudes from last week, knowing that the kingdom of God is present in him now and not an event that will one day happen. One day when his followers finally figure out how to follow best. The great reformer of the church, Martin Luther, wrote the purpose of the Christian life. What we do together on Sunday mornings and through the week is to let our light shine, to let our good works be seen so that others may give glory to God. This means our actions and deeds should reflect the love and truth of Jesus Christ and bring glory to God through their positive impact on others. The light that we bear will illuminate the world, casting light into the dark shadows of creation. And this occurs through, through works of mission, compassion, and mercy, all of which are done in Christ's name. When a meal is served, when a prayer is offered, or when an act of compassion is done in the name of Jesus Christ, the light placed in each of us by Jesus Christ as his followers grows brighter. Because not only are we heeding Christ's call to bear this light, but also because we are acknowledging that the same light that is present in us is present in the person across from us, the person we are serving. Because truth be told, in those instances, we are acknowledging the presence of Jesus Christ in another. And that is an opportunity for us to be still, to remain still, and know that God is God, and that God is present with us, and that God is guiding every action of those who faithfully answer their call to drop their nets and to follow Jesus Christ. I don't have to tell you that we live in a world that is in desperate need of the light of God. Sometimes the shadow side of creation seems more like a shadow continent. And the darkness is more than any person or any group of people can overcome. This past week, the darkness within our own community felt darker than usual. There were two incidents, days apart at Wakefield High School, that brought the darkness present in our community to the forefront. The prevalence of drugs and violence in our community, though, is not limited to a high school campus. Still, within a few days, the darkness that we often care to not admit is present made its way to the front pages of our newspapers and our social media feeds. And it became the topic of conversation around dining room tables, no matter how old your kids are or whether or not you have kids at all. The darkness of our world pushes those who feel isolated, alone, or forgotten further into the shadows. And there it can feel seemingly impossible to see 
or experience hope, to see a source of light. Retired Episcopal priest Fleming Rutledge wrote, Jesus is calling us to let our light shine in a world often shrouded in darkness. Echoing Martin Luther, she continues, Our good works, our acts of kindness and compassion can bring light into the lives of those around us. The things we do here in church, the hymns that we sing, the meals that we share, the sacraments, the mission, and yes, even the committee and church council works are not things we do to make ourselves feel better or to check a box on the list of good things that we are supposed to do. No. Friends, what we do matters in everything we do. The hymns, the meals, the sacraments, the mission work, and yes, even the endless meetings that don't seem like they're ever going to end. In those actions, we are bearing the light of Jesus Christ into a world in desperate need of his hope, his grace, his love. Being bearers of the light of the world makes us a source of hope and positivity, even in difficult and trying times. Because our world can feel hopeless and, and dark. But when we step out, out of this physical space and out of the comfort of our own personal preferences and our own desires, God transforms us into beacons of hope, beacons of light, shining the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ for all to see. A different Martin. Martin Luther King Jr. reminds us that darkness cannot drive out darkness. Only light can do that. Hate cannot drive out hate. Only love can do that. And in those words, it's where we find the good news. The good news for us and the world is that the light that we bear that thing that's inside of us that we don't know why it's there, we don't know how it got there, and we're not quite sure exactly how it's transforming the world, that light, it's not our own. And thus, the effectiveness of us to produce hope and change and positivity and transformation, it's not entirely up to you. The use Jesus uses in Matthew 5, you are. It can sound singular, but it's also plural. We are the light of the world because we have been formed by Jesus Christ and because we are sustained by Jesus Christ and because we have been sent out into the world, not in our own names, but in the name of our risen Lord. We are not doing this on our own. Christ is with us before and after the light shines in the darkness, sings the psalmist. They rise in the darkness as a light for the upright. They are gracious, merciful, and righteous. We get to be part of the grand crescendo of God's kingdom-building work in the world. But more urgently, we get to be part of the grand crescendo of God in the dark corners of our community. This sounds like a mighty seemingly impossible task, but by God's grace, a light shines within us collectively 
and the light shines within you, even on those days when the chaos and the darkness of the world seems to have the upper hand. Amen.